all right, this is ridiculous. Hulkamat hasn't been on the Punch Sport podcast for weeks. At this point, I'm questioning whether or not he even exists. So I have driven down at great expense to New Rochelle, New York. We are going to figure this out. Hulkamat! Hulkamat! You! You! What? You have not been on the Punch Sport podcast for weeks! Wait, hold on. Hold on. Weeks! What, what are you doing here? I, 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 who cares what I am doing here? You have not been on the show forever! Cody, relax. Cody, relax. It's, just, it's just the goof. Do you have Cody Rhodes in there? No, stop. With the, the Stardust guy showed up, Cody Rhodes has disappeared, Hulkamat's not on the show, and you haven't been on the show for as long as Cody Rhodes hasn't been on the show! I don't have a mic! <sighs> Take mine! Here, I brought it for you! Oh. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I guess let's do an episode. Okay then! To the Punch Sport Podcast. I am the Goog, and with me tonight we have Mass Rafter. How you doing, MRT? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Punch Sport Podcast. And we also have the returning Hulkamat! Hulkamat? You came over to my house. I did! It was what the ridiculous. fuck did you do that for, asshole? He didn't have a fucking mic! Huh. <sighs> I just, I had to run back to my computer. I am out of breath now, but we are still going to jump into the Punch Sport Podcast 10 count. So, if you have a question, you can email it to us, punchsportpodcast at gmail.com. You can send it to us via Twitter at punchsportpod. You can send it to me via Twitter at googthegoog. I'm actually more likely to see it that way. You ran all the way back to Orange? I lost yeah, just a keep, quarter just, of a pound. Just keep plugging your Twitter. Plug my Twitter at Goog the Goog, at What Goog Eats, at Sporting Nerds, at Punch Sport Pod. I run that one. At uh, Achy Breaky Hip, a Michael parody account that I don't update anymore. At Josh underscore Rufy, a Josh Lewecki parody account that I don't update anymore. At uh, no, no, I, I don't run small. I don't run Sox Press. I like Sox Press. Knock um, knock. Who's there? Josh Lukey. Josh Wookie who? Call the police. <laughs> <laughs> Topic number one is WWE Battleground. It was a wrestling show. And I think I like it more than anyone else, and I didn't like it. So that's an awkward position for me to be in. What did you guys think of it? 
I thought the opener was a great match, and I thought everything after that was in the two to three star range, except the main event, which was a little over three stars. That's pretty much exactly what I think. Like people were saying, people I follow on Twitter were saying this was the worst WWE show and they didn't know how long. This was in worst show ever territory. I saw at least one person say that. And I was like, this is a meaningless show. It's a boring show. Most of the matches have been nothing special, but I mean, it's not as bad as Survivor Series 2013. It's not as bad as Battleground 2013. It's just a man meaningless show. Great show. I liked it. Why did you like it? Every match was great. I wouldn't go so far as to say every match was great. I mean, you know, AJ and Why Pete, wouldn't you? Because in my opinion, you know, the opening match was very, very good. If you want to call it great, I won't argue with you. And then after that, you know, AJ and Paige was serviceable, a little disappointing. Bray Wyatt and Chris Jericho was serviceable, a little disappointing. You're just mad because your hero Bray Wyatt lost. If you could stop jerking off to Electric Lantern, you'd see what a good match that was. <laughs> it was a fine match. I don't have a problem with Jericho winning because Bray's going to win the feud. Um, the main event was actually better than I thought it would be, but it still didn't get above good. And... That was about it. Everything else on the show was either forgettable or bait-and-switch. Were you really so offended by this bait-and-switch? The card is subject to change. They got that out means of... they can do whatever they want. I suppose. But... Listen, that's not what card <laughs> subject to change means. Dave Meltzer has been over this. Oh, oh, Dave Meltzer, the official word on what card subject to change means. Yeah, man. I guess I must have missed the fine print where a card subject to change means only in the event, the event of act of God or injury. Yes, you did. It doesn't say that. They can just do whatever they want. They, no, that's... You they can't, can do whatever they want. You can't advertise something. I, I could... I'm going to... I'm going to email... You... I'm going to email them and demand... Ten dollars for this month because they advertise something. No, and no. I wanted to see it. Uh, they you did don't, not give it to me. You don't get ten dollars back. I want ten dollars. <laughs> no, the WWE Network is ten dollars a month. Actually, a it's little less than ten dollars a month. Shut up. Actually, a little less than ten dollars a month, and with it, you get all of the pay-per-views free. They Listen, bait and switched you on a free show. It no. <sighs> All right. That is card subject to change, so they didn't do anything wrong. That's not what card subject to change means, and you know it. It says it right in the words, card subject to change. That is not what it means. It means card subject to change. In the event that someone cannot perform. It doesn't say that. Listen, and he couldn't perform. He was kicked out of the building. It, that, are, you, <laughs> are, you, are you telling me? That I can advertise whatever I want, and then book an angle. You can't because you don't own a hugely successful wrestling company. It's 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 pretty successful. I will. Guys, next week on the Punch Sport podcast, we're going to have Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. I just want to get that out there. Tune in. Excuse me. Uh, excuse me. There is no disclaimer. Podcast light up subject to change. No, you don't get to say that afterwards. It has to be on the screen as you do it. You mean I have to make this a video file now? Yeah. 
or we're going to be sued. Wow. Well, I hope you all enjoyed the 10 count, everybody. Wait, what if I edited it out of the podcast? That would be cool. That would work. It's a shame that the Goog and his idiocy have forced us to start censoring our podcast. Yeah, start. But seriously, um, that uh, I wasn't looking forward to this pay-per-view, but of all the matches... Um, actually, I can't even say I was looking most forward to it, because I kind of figured it wasn't going to happen <laughs> in the first place. <laughs> Why just, did you figure it wasn't going to happen? I figured it wasn't going to happen when uh, Rollins did the... Uh, he sold the injury at the end of the go home show with his leg. He ended up being okay. It ended up just being a angle, I guess not even an angle. Cause they never mentioned it again. Um, but I thought that was going to lead to him not wrestling at the pay-per-view. So you went into this show that you were supposedly bait and switched on without even the expectation of seeing this match. I may have been exaggerating. seems like WWE did nothing wrong. And this was actually a great <laughs> show. Anyway, let's go on. Um, oh, wait. What? I just want to say, do you, MRP, did you want to talk about um, the Battle Royal? Just because I know that you were uh, seemed very vocal about how nobody gave a shit in that match on Twitter. Yeah, it was very offensive how people on the internet didn't uh, like the match. I thought it was a great match on, on a great what? show. Hold on. <laughs> hmm? What? Your opinions here are different from your opinions on Twitter. I don't know if you've noticed, but on Twitter, I basically exist to troll people. Did you not see what I did to Jonathan Snowden, where I made him ask, and are you an award-winning journalist? (laughs) I give up. All right, let's go. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I thought it was a very creative finish. Where they they had all of this this very good action. I I would like to commend WWE for having three really good battle royals this year because battle royals are generally bad. Uh, this was probably the weakest of the three battle royals, but it was still really good. And since I said every match on this show was great, it was great. Um, and we we got a very original original finish, which uh, I think has been building up for years ever since Santino almost won the won the Royal Rumble. Um, where The Miz hit under the ring, and he did what Santino couldn't, and since Santino is retired, it makes sense that The Miz would be able to do this because that makes him better than Santino, and he threw out Dolph Ziggler. The WWE, you know, knew that the very popular among, you know, the smart crowd, Dolph Ziggler, would, you know, make the crowd really happy to think he'd won the match, when in reality... The Miz hadn't been eliminated the whole way, and they made sure to show us this so that, you know, we wouldn't feel offended at the end and feel bait and switched, since I'm sure they knew that a bunch of ignorant people would, you know, be complaining about baiting and switching for something else that happened on the show due to their ignorance. And so they showed us it several times and made sure to have the announcers mention that The Miz hadn't been eliminated. So we we knew... The whole time that what would um, happen at the end was, in fact, that The Miz would render the perceived result null and void, and he would win. I thought it was great. And just like when Bruno San Martino lost the title to uh, Ivan Koloff, the crowd was stunned into silence. (laughs) 
I thought it was a very bad show, and it was uh, brought down by the the bait and switch. I thought the bait and switch really hurt the show because it took away the match I was most looking forward to. And then the IC title battle royal had a finish that was horribly telegraphed and thus took away all of the fun of the match itself. WWE King of Content. Imagine if you paid $55 for Battleground. <laughs> that got a bunch of retweets on Twitter. I was so surprised. It's like... Someone said to you the Battle Royal was good and people are only looking down it was because the Miz... Battle Royal was like eight minutes too long. I, don't it, know, I thought on... it was a good match. The Battle it, Royal it... went on forever. Uh, it kind of did, but I, I don't know. I thought it was fine. It went like... How long did it go? It went only 14 minutes? I don't believe that. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I thought it went like 20. But... I, I think part of that is you the whole time you're just like, just fucking end it. We already know how this is ending. All of this is completely meaningless. One of the things I was thinking that whole time was I understand why it's not addressed, but you'd think in kayfabe by now they would uh, address this this whole somebody hanging out on the outside of the ring issue in Battle Royals. Like, just just mention it, but they never have. I just think it's stupid. Someone's outside in the ring, out the ring the whole time, and then they just come back in, and that's it. Yeah. It's like, it's it feels like it's the kind of thing that should be addressed just, just in terms of the rules. I don't know. It feels like it shouldn't be allowed. It was like every, everything else was like fine, but they were all like raw matches. AJ Lee versus Page felt like a raw match. Rusev versus Swagger. That felt like a no. That felt like a pay per view women's match, just because I think it was like eight minutes long. Yeah, is exactly what I predicted. <laughs> Rusev versus Swagger. Um, Rusev versus Swagger was fun. That it was, okay. was fine, except, except for when Rusev was working in Nervehold. It was. I thought it was a good match until Swagger went for the ankle lock on the outside and you knew something stupid was going to happen so Rusev could win by count out. Jericho beating White was kind of ridiculous. That match was bad and they like yeah. they repeated a spot and it, they like showed a botch on camera. It was very weird. But actually no, they replayed a botch. That you is. know that move Hiroki Goto does where he like Kind of has you up in a backdrop position, but then he spins you, turns you over, and slams you face first, or whatever. I, I, I don't know if I described it well. It's kind of like the move Bray Wyatt botched, except I think he was trying to turn him around into a gut buster. Yeah, I think that's what he was trying to do. And they did it. I didn't think there, there was anything wrong with him doing it again because I think if you naturally, if you miss a move, you're gonna you're you're going to go for it again. It's just when people repeat sequences that it's really annoying. But it just looked bad. It didn't I, good. I thought repeating the spot like that was really exposing. I think if I think if you want to pick someone up and slam them down and you screw up, you would want to pick them up and do it again. <laughs> it just didn't look good. It doesn't look good. And, uh... Main event was like a little over three stars. Just no, nothing, nothing really gripped me outside of the opener. You know what? I th I thought the uh, main event was 
really good, might be like a high three-star match until the second time someone made a save on the spear. And I was like, okay. And then he did that stuff with Kane, and then they, they had like a third save on the spear. And then Cena just won without Reigns being screwed. Like, they really needed to have Triple H, like, pull Reigns out of the ring. Or something like that. So that, not just did he not lose, but he, he lost and it was bullshit. Can we now begin our discussion of the G1 Climax? I, I'm not watching that, so I don't know. Okay. It couldn't be as good as Battleground. Well, I, I mean, I'll, I'll Can we kick watch. MRP off the show? <laughs> he is clearly a troll. <laughs> has, has being away for a month given you new perspective on it's, things? Uh, get off the show. <laughs> this is this is normally saved for Goog, but <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> You're just mad that the Miz is so over. <laughs> Who do you think is going to win the G1? Um, I'm I'm going to say Nakamura. I'm going to say Nakamura wins the G1, and I don't know what the finals are going to be. I think the finals should be AJ versus Nakamura, maybe. Maybe. No. Hmm. No. I don't have a prediction. I only started looking at the cards yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's New Japan, so you know AJ's the champion. And Nakamura's good, and Okada's good, and well, Tanahashi's no, no, no. good, it's... but old. The, the prediction all sets up the Nakamura-Okada uh, eventual match. Because Okada has beaten AJ Styles on the first night. And I figure he can't win the G1. And if Nakamura wins the G1, he faces AJ, wins the belt. It could set... Uh, Okada? I don't know. I had something in mind, but now I'm just kind of like, I've forgotten the scenario. I don't really have much prediction. I hope Goto wins, because Goto is my favorite. You've made your prediction. MRT, what's your prediction? No, 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 no. No predictions. I wonder if the files might be Goto versus Nakamura. That would be cool, I guess. Because... The only real contenders for the winner of it would be Goto, Okada, and... Or for the winner of the block would be Goto, Okada, Anderson, and maybe Naito. I guess AJ, but I doubt it. I don't don't think they would have him win the block. Um, I mean, I guess they could. That would probably be a good idea. And then you would have, yeah, I think I think Nakamura is going to win A block. Unless I think he has cool. to. Win, I think he has to win the A block. I just don't really know how. I had this scenario and I've completely forgotten it, and I'm trying to make sense of it. I'm actually quite aggravated. Yeah, I, I think Goto versus Nakamura could get over really well in the finals. Although Nakamura versus AJ would probably be like the best thing to do, because AJ really needs like a lot of wins. He, he really needs wins. Well, he's gonna beat most of these guys, at least I think. 
I mean, in, in, usually in the G1, the problem is that in the last few years, everyone's around 500. So if AJ doesn't win the block, he's not going to get very many wins compared to everyone else. He might get he might get less wins than, you know, all of the other stars in the block. So, yeah, I think I think if he's going to hold the title much longer, he, sh- he should probably get some big wins here. Strong points. I'm and okay. and it's the weaker block, so there's there's less um, less stars he'd have to go over. It's not like it hurts Naito if AJ goes over Naito. And since he, uh, I imagine he's lost to Okada. Spoilers, fucking people like me who haven't been able to see the shows yet, because you know we're not just dr- you know huge leeches on society. You can stay up till eight in the morning watching pro wrestling from Japan, spending our welfare checks to buy expensive iPay-per-views from Ustream. Vote Ron Paul 2018. <laughs> so, yeah, I- I'll hopefully watch the show later today. 2018? Yes. Okay. I think Shelton Benjamin's going to win. Well, I'm wrong. You're off the show. So, night one, as we've alluded to, did happen. Okada beat AJ Styles, but there were other good matches on the show, and our man on there the... There were? Apparently, our man on the scene, Hulkamat, is here to tell us all about it. Although, I guess you should avoid spoilers if MRT hasn't seen the show. I don't fucking care. I basically already know who won, because I was looking at the list of people in the G1 since I couldn't fucking remember. Oh. And some asshole decided to edit the first uh, post in the thread and put numbers in front of their names. And I'm guessing the the two means that they won and the zero means that they lost. Seems a safe bet. And then they put X's and O's in in a graphic. And so I'm further spoiled. They played tic-tac-toe. If you knew anything about sports, you'd know what this meant. It was a joke. Matt, tell us about night one. It was a good show. It was a great show. Um, opener was fun. Opener was very fun, and I didn't expect it to be anything too good. I was actually surprised that Bad Luck Fale was the first person to come out. Um, he and Ishii had a very good match. Very, very fun. Check it out. The next two matches don't really need to check out. Kojima versus Nagata was fun. It was exactly what you'd expect from those two guys facing each other in 2014. Um, Yano versus Suzuki was about 30 seconds, and I'm sure you can figure out who won. Yujiro versus Naito was real good. It wasn't anything great. They faced each other many, many times, but it was a really good match. And uh, then we get to the great parts of the shows. As uh, we basically had four really awesome main events. First was Goto versus Makabe, and they beat the piss out of each other. Go out of your way to see it, please. It's great. Next, we had Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Tomowaki Hanma. Hanma was quite over with the crowd. And they had a match that I've seen people rate between like three and a half to four and a quarter. So you may either think it's just really good or you may love it. Don't really have – I don't want to spoil, so I'm just going to keep going. Uh, 
Katsuyori Shibata then faced Shinsuke Nakamura. Great match. And the main event was Kazuchika Okada versus AJ Styles. This match does feature some Bullet Club interference, but it lasts about 20 seconds. A little more than 20 seconds. It's one person from the Bullet Club stable. And Who is it? It is Yujiro Takahashi. <gasps> and he is quickly disposed of. And a jobber. it then leads to the finish. Ooh. It leads to the finish. And the ref did not see it. The ref was bumped. He did not see it. He was disposed of. They went to their finishing stretch. And then the person who won, won. I don't know why I'm spoiling it. Because it already happened. But, yeah. Great show. I've seen some people give the final three or four matches up to the four-star range. I don't know if I'd go that far. I would say that those final three matches, you anywhere between three and a half to four and a quarter. Whatever your personal preference is. What if my preference is five stars? If your preference is five stars, then you should watch WWE Battleground, as every match was great. It's true. Uh... The next card is going to be taking place on July 23rd, and I'm actually going to look at the card for the very first time. The one thing that I haven't done with this G1 is look at all the cards. I don't know who's facing who when, so this is all new to me. Um, The opener is Kojima versus Ishii. That's going to be really fun. Then we have Bad Luck Fale versus Shelton Benjamin, which is probably going to be the worst match of the tournament. Um, Hey, now. Hiroki Goto versus... Wait, 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 wait. What? What's going to be the worst match of the tournament? Probably Bad Luck Fale versus Shelton X Benjamin. Oh, okay. okay. What'd you think I said? I thought you said he's she. Oh, no, 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 no. I heard the X, and I don't know what the hell I... <laughs> uh, next, we have Goto versus Yujiro, which should be a really good match. No, that's Yujiro. <laughs> Lance Archer versus Tetsuya Naito. Which, I don't know, I'm not really looking forward to any Lance Archer singles matches, but whatever. We have Hanma versus Yuji Nagata, which I'm actually pretty excited for. That sounds awesome. We have Davy Boy Smith Jr. versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And last year they had a hell of a match, so I am excited for that. AJ Styles will be facing Toru Yano. And this could be a comedy match. AJ has to win this match. If AJ loses that match... If AJ loses... I'm sorry, I was having like a brain fart. If AJ loses that match, then that would be the dumbest decision. I'm sorry. Okay, moving on. Wow. Uh, Our next match is Hiroyoshi Tenzan versus Kazuchika Okada. Tenzan is not going to win this one. After that, our semi-main event is Carl Anderson versus Togi Makabe. That'll be good. I- I'm not as big a fan as Togi Makabe as most, but Makabe's pretty good, and Carl Anderson is great. And, uh, wow. Okay. Our main event is Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Doc Gallows? <laughs> that That's the main event. Tanahashi versus Doc Gallows. Tanahashi's in the match. Tanahashi is in the match. He's the biggest star. I, I, I'm I'm just quite surprised that 
they'd end with uh, Doc Gallows. It'll be a fun show. That's that's July twenty third. It's it's not coming up in two hours. Uh, last year was such a marathon where you had to, where I think they had like eleven shows in thirteen days, something like that. This this year it's uh, July twenty first to August tenth. So my sleep schedule is going to be fucked up for a bit longer. Well, that's too bad. But um, we'll be back next week, and maybe I'll start spoiling stuff. Awesome. With these G1 results, that is. Of course. We should move on and start talking about Raw, and I would like to start our topic, our discussion of Raw, by mentioning what I think is the best women's feud in ages. Nikki Bella against Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> yes! Yes! No. I'm sorry. I told Hulk about that would happen, and it did. I wish I got that on recording. You said you weren't recording it, you asshole. Anyway, no. The best women's feud in forever is AJ Lee versus Paige. You're really lucky that happened because I didn't fucking watch Raw, so if I wasn't like paying attention to Twitter, <laughs> you would have lost that bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. You didn't say it on Twitter. You said it to me. I started the recording. I know. If I wasn't paying attention to Twitter. Uh. <laughs> AJ Lee and Paige are having a really, really good feud. And tonight, Paige turns matches. heel in a really, really... The first match was disappointing, but it'll get better. A really good feud that just started. It started, like, a month ago. And featured all those Paige promos. <laughs> the, the psychology and storytelling of this feud has been really good. It's, it hasn't been a feud until just now. Yeah. It's totally been a feud. It's not. I mean, other than that great match last night, I don't really <laughs> see what, what this has going for it. I like this feud, and I like these women, and I think they're good You like the Miz. <laughs> yeah. He's bad. <laughs> but he was in that great battle royal last night. Actually, he wasn't in very much of it. <laughs> That's true. He just came in for the finish. Paige's turn was really well executed, and I think the announcers even sold it well. So Paige turned heel? Yes. What happened? Paige and AJ won a tag match against Natalia and um, Emma, where Paige had been in the sharpshooter, but AJ tagged herself in, hit the shine. Wait, 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 wait. What, 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 what? It sounds like AJ... Is stealing the pin here? No. Paige was in the sharpshooter. She was in trouble. She desperately tried to get to the ropes. AJ tagged herself in, hit the Shining Wizard on Natalia, locked in the Black Widow on Natalia, made Natalia tap out. Fuck. So AJ and Paige won. Great Emma joke there if she had stolen the pin. I know. I'm sorry. Anyway, after the match... AJ's skipping around the ring, holding the Divas title and celebrating. Paige invites her back into the ring so they can celebrate. So AJ gets back in the ring, 
Paige gives her a hug. They shake hands. Paige raises AJ's hand. AJ goes to leave. Paige grabs AJ by the back of the head, yanks her down, and throws her outside, tosses her into the barricade, throws her into the steel ring post, and then tosses her over the turnbuckle onto Michael Cole. She collapses in a heap on the ground, all the while Paige is screaming at her, this is my house now. Come on, AJ. This is my house. She's great. She's furious. She's gone insane. She's a heel now, and they're going to have a really good blow-off match at SummerSlam. I don't know if I'd say she's gone insane. Now, that Alicia Fox, she's gone insane. Yeah, shut up. Uh, you you put a lot more emotion into This Is My House than I think she did. No, she was good. No. <laughs> you, well, you, you when have... did she develop that accent, too? Yeah, I know. <laughs> very, very weird. <sighs> There are so few things I like in wrestling, and the things I like are the things nobody else likes. It was good. It was fine. It's just we like making fun of you. <laughs> and their match last night was great. These are two women's wrestlers who have the ability to put on a good match, I think. Hopefully. I hope Paige has that ability. And, uh, yeah, it's nice to see... A feud between two women who probably don't completely suck at professional wrestling. Right. And it also has good storytelling and all the things you can do in a feud. And it's not just about person has belt, other person wants belt, people have boring match. I think Paige should... Yeah, let's not put the belts over. I think Paige should grab a trunk or something and slam AJ Lee's hand between it. Like like that trunk. time like that time Jazz did it to Trish. That could work. Yes. Like a steamer trunk? No, I don't I didn't. That was probably I mean, like It was like <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was watching uh WrestleMania shit, which is the, which is the 19. And uh yep, 19. Yeah, and I think and, uh, Trish and, and Jazz were on that. I remember seeing Meltzer's rating of the Divas match was nothing special. I was like, damn, this is a lot better than any women's match we've seen outside of that NXT match in a long time. Yes, but 19 was Trish and Lita's heyday, so good to better wrestling matches were the norm. I disagree. They were more the norm than they are today. Yeah, sure. Unless we have anything else to say, of course, let's talk about the other main women's feud that is going on in WWE. And this one is between two wrestlers who are not so good at wrestling. But the storytelling tonight was really good because I think Stephanie McMahon is amazing. Okay, so WWE has to start devoting two segments to women's wrestling. Now we have to devote two topics to women's wrestling. What's going on here? Why are you such a misogynist? Yeah. I dislike WWE women's wrestling for the most part. Well, it has been good. Well, well, the storytelling has been good. The wrestling is going to be terrible. Maybe they'll do smoke and mirrors. Like, Stephanie McMahon had a perfectly passable match with Trish Stratus 13 years ago, and Brie Bella is not Trish Stratus. Did she? I don't remember if that match was passable. It was it was a lot better than it should have been, and it was mostly because of smoke and mirrors. What, what was your favorite spot in the match? Oh God, it was 13 years ago. <laughs> okay, keep going. 
anyway, I'm getting sick of Brie B- of Nikki Bella a being on television, but b being put in handicap matches, and they're running out of heel women to throw at her. So I think they're done with that. But Stephanie McMahon once again for the fiftieth week in a row, something like that, came out and was an awesome heel. And she's just fantastic. And then she finally got a good deal of comeuppance tonight, and she was fantastic at that. If Paul Heyman didn't exist, I'd say Stephanie McMahon should be the non-wrestler of the year. (laughs) And I was saying Stephanie McMahon should be the non-wrestler of the year up until the last segment of the show, but we'll get to that. You you raspberried me. Yes. You You have to form a rebuttal if you're going to raspberry me. I think... I think, as Dave Prezak would say, it speaks for itself. And then he goes quiet for the rest of the match. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm pretty damn sure that when I fill out my non-wrestler of the year ballot at the end of the year, number one is going to be Paul Heyman, and number two is going to be Stephanie McMahon. Okay, that's fine. Bruce Tharp! Yeah, where's Bruce Tharp, Desu? I don't care. Fuck you. Wow. We have no idea who Bruce... Well, I know who Bruce Tharp is. I have no idea what he looks like, and I've never he seen... He fights per- for the little man. Why don't you do the honorable thing and give it to Vicky Guerrero as tribute to her wonderful career? No, I might give her a gold watch three vote. Wow. See, Not gonna he, he, would, he would give the vote to somebody who quit, like, last Not month. Not going to actually <laughs> If people are going to use the, the awards process as a farce... Let's just not do them this year. <laughs> Man, and Goog was the counter of the votes last year. Maybe Goog was, like, just filling the ballot with his crazy votes. Yeah. If did Paul was... Heyman win last year over Bruce Tharp? Because if he did... Paul Heyman did win last year over Bruce Tharp. I can actually pull up the results. If and there, there's your evidence right there that he's fucking... <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. He's trying to look into my email, which I changed the password to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to get to the non-wrestler awards. Hold on. Why are we doing that? I Why don't looking, we talk about Raw? I, let me just tell you something. Uh, I was looking at your old ballots, MRP. <laughs> They're kind of funny. Oh, really? Yeah. What's about them? I don't know. I was just looking at your most underrated, overrated ones, and I was like, huh. That's kind of funny. When were you doing this? I was doing this like two weeks ago. Maybe one week ago. Do you usually go over people's ballots? I don't. It was just kind of... I just was like logged into the email and I save all the ballots. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to look at MRP's oldest ballot. And I did. Yeah. What, what was so funny about it? <laughs> <laughs> you had some good votes. Well, what was so good about the votes? What 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 votes were were so good? Uh, I also looked at Grody's, so let me take a look again. It's a riveting raw discussion. Yeah, I agree. I'm learning a lot about this show. For real though, uh, Goog, you go over, you go over um, your Stephanie segment that you like okay. so much. Well, you know, Stephanie ran down Brie Bella. And Brie uh, grabbed the mic, called her a bitch again, so Stephanie slapped her and then had security take her out of the building. And then later in the show, after Stephanie had introduced Flo Rida, who did a thing, whatever, there were some cops who showed up and they arrested Stephanie. And I'm doing a horrible job describing this, but Stephanie was just 
incredible her realization oh shit i'm in trouble oh shit i'm being arrested you can't take me to jail do you know who i am i own this building i'll have your badge for this it was every high powerful person gets arrested and can't believe it and finally cowers and cries and all of that and cries for their spouse thing but it was stephanie was really good at it and Triple H was really good in his role of the supportive husband who gets his digs in at the officers, and then he's going to go off to save the day, but at the same time, there's business to be done. So, you know, she has to get processed, and they're going to they're gonna print her. Vince Russo, be- in particular, loved that segment. It was good. He said, ha, now that's funny. Oh, my God, I agree with Vince Russo. Oh. Oh, I need to rethink some things in my life. But it was a good segment. Yeah, it was great. And then in the main event segment, there was Paul Heyman reminding us that he's Paul Heyman and he's better on the mic than just about anyone else. That was that was really good. Matt, what did you think of that main event segment? Oh, is this a new topic? I figured we were pretty much done talking about the last one. But you liked it so much! (laughs) I did, and then the discussion petered out, so I moved on. It's called hosting. Oh, okay. Alright. Oh, wait, here it is. Um, (laughs) MRP. Uh, yeah? Guess who your most overrated were in 2009? Uh, I don't know. All right, number three, Tara slash Victoria. Number two, mm-hmm. John Morrison. Mm-hmm. And number one was Kurt Angle. 2009? 2009. Hmm. Guess what your best move was? Hmm. It was Austin Aries' heat-seeking suicide dive. That suicide dive is so good. I know. <laughs> Almost as good as Ares is bad. Man, you were on the John Cena bandwagon back in 2009, too. Uh, I've been on the John Cena bandwagon since, like, 2007. You are part of the C-Nation. Yeah. Y- you had him number three in your most outstanding wrestler vote, though. Mm-hmm. Your number one was Davey. Yep, He's, he was pretty good. He was. Who's number two? Number two was uh, Ares. Harry's had a really good year, and I thought a very underrated year. Yes. Jenna Morosco, Jennifer Charmel, Jenna. Good God, that show, that match. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I was in the Dominican Republic when that pay-per-view happened, and I remember I, I, I didn't go to dinner because I had a bit of an upset stomach, and I was like, oh, hey, it shows up. I'm going to listen to this, and I'm going to lay down for a bit. And uh, Brian's rant on that match was great. It was really good. But yeah, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. He uh, no longer is the advocate for Cesaro because, heaven forbid, Cesaro get over. Uh, Whoa, 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 wait. Hold on. There's more to talk about there. There's a lot more to talk (laughs) about There's a lot more to talk about. Okay, so, Emmerfer, you didn't watch Raw, right? No. I watched the last 20 minutes. All right, so... Seth Rollins was talking to Triple H backstage, and Cesaro just kind of comes up, and he's talking about how he's like a walking money in the bank, 
and he should be put in the match against Cena at SummerSlam. And as he's saying this, he also he also just points out, he's like, listen, I'm making a business decision right now. I am no longer a Paul Heyman guy. I want to be your guy. It was just That's like, it. it. That was it. That was the big blow off to Cesaro being with Paul Heyman since WrestleMania. He just goes to Triple H and says, I'm not a Paul Heyman guy anymore. I want to be a Triple H guy. So yep. all that speculation about how Cesaro may break away from Heyman eventually. Uh, that awesome Paul, that awesome Brock Lesnar Cesaro match we were going to have. Well, that we were thinking about. That we were just thinking. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. And it feels like they kept him heel all these months for no reason now. Well. He, he then proceeded to lose to Dean Ambrose. No, he proceeded to beat Dean Ambrose. Oh, wait, DQ. That's right. That's right. He then proceeded to get beaten up by Dean Ambrose. That's yeah, but he won the match. It's true. He did win the match. Dean Ambrose did not win. He'll get over that way. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that drove me nuts. And I was very upset That's... that Jefferson Lives didn't immediately react to it. So I had to inform him of it. And his reaction was just, oh, God, in all lowercase letters. <laughs> Uh, Vince Russo thinks Reigns looks like Al Snow. What? Mm-hmm. What? To to be honest, I only uh, retweeted that because I wanted to make sure I hadn't been blocked by Vince Russo yet. Yeah. All right. Well, you're not. Yeah. The operative word that and, and I thought it was funny. But yeah, at the end of the show, Triple H came out to announce John Cena's opponent at SummerSlam. It's Randy Orton. Oh, that's cool. And as Randy Orton comes down to the ring, Reigns jumps him, throws him over the barricade. And just like that, Randy Orton is not the number one contender anymore for the title. Nope. So Paul Heyman comes out. No music. Goes up to Triple H. Paul Heyman has no music. He talks about how plan A of Randy Orton and Kane wasn't working out and... Seth Rollins as a plan B didn't seem like it was going to happen, so here's plan C. He did a much better job than me. And The C stands for chest penis. Yes. As Brock Lesnar comes out, crowd wait, goes... Wait, wait, wait. No, it doesn't. <laughs> crowd goes nuts. They come down to the ring and Triple H just shakes both of their hands and leaves and Paul Heyman proceeds to cut the best promo he's cut in a while. Which is saying something because he's Paul Heyman. He's always a good promo, but the again, the last few months have just kind of, it has just been him it, there there was I don't know how to explain. He wasn't really... He's at his best when he not only has someone to promote, but someone to attack. And tonight, he had someone to attack. And also, he was in all his glory after finally bringing back Brock Lesnar, who, you may have heard, conquered The Undertaker's undefeated streak at WrestleMania. It it, it got very explosive at the end. It was great. And he he ends by saying, 
I am behind the one and 21 and one. The entire crowd says it along with him. And everyone's excited, and the show goes off the air as we get a close-up of Brock Lesnar's face, the Cain Velasquez scar, and him smirking. I have one thing that I love and one pet peeve. Which do you want first? Um, the pet peeve. They're, at least in this promo, they might be pretending that Brock Lesnar and John Cena didn't have a match two years ago. I did notice that they didn't mention anything about that. Paul Heyman didn't even say Brock Lesnar gave John Cena the beating of his life, which I thought he was going to. But no, it's all about Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker, and now he's going to beat John Cena. And what do you mean they had a match two and a half years ago and John Cena won? That couldn't have happened. You're silly. We'll see what happens the next few weeks, but right now I'm not really worried about it. Let's see where they go with this. Yeah. That always works out well. Hashtag wait and see. Indeed. The thing I loved, Mm -hmm. Brock stood there, looked like a monster, and said nothing. He looked like a silly, silly man. And I think he might have a minor suntan, and that kind of added to it. Brock looked better in this segment than he has in the last two dozen segments he was in, and I'm including his match at WrestleMania. He looked like a monster. It helped that he had Brock... So he looked better in this segment than he did in the Punk match? Mm, Probably. Really? Was that within his last two dozen? Yeah, I guess it was within his last two dozen segments. Probably. I don't remember the Punk match that well, but I do remember he had to have Heyman help him. And that was dumb. Wow, I guess it wasn't really a great match then, if you can't remember it. Brock Lesnar should not need help. <laughs> yeah, yeah great. probably ruined the match. But for real, great segment. If you're going to watch anything on the Straw, make it that. Yeah. There there was not a wrestling match on this Raw that you have to go out of your way to see. And I'm disappointed in saying that because I watch Raw on a DVR delay, and everyone I follow on Twitter was going nuts about the Cesaro versus Dean Ambrose match, and I was disappointed by it. It was you no, know, it was a good match. But, it was a, it was a good match. I don't think it's yeah. anything to be upset about. Yeah, like if I had not been hyped up about it, I would have left thinking, "Oh, that's a good match." Finishes a little wonky. Instead, I was disappointed that it was only a good match because the people made it out to be like an honorable mention or a match of the year candidate. It's neither of those. An honorable mention of the year? Those don't exist. I said an honorable mention or a match of the year. Oh, okay. TV match of the year candidate. Listen, the, you... The Cesaro-Dean Ambrose match was, no, was, not, was not significantly better than the Miz-Dolph Ziggler match. They were both good. But again, nothing you need to go out of your way to see. So you know who wasn't on this show at all? Who wasn't on the show? Jack Me, Swagger. talking about the Paul Heyman Oh my segment. god. Oh wait, Or MRT right. talking about the Paul Heyman segment. We should do that first. MRT, would you like to talk about the Paul Heyman segment that you did not watch? He watched it. God, you don't listen. Can we get a new host for the show? Oh. <laughs> Ask Jefferson Lives if he'd like to host the show. God, I've asked him a thousand times. Yeah, if Jefferson. he'd host the show? Yeah. Well, not host, but beyond. Well, maybe if you stopped insulting him with, you know, some tiny little role. Yeah, being on the show is beneath him, but if he was to host it, hmm. 
I should just name him the host and see if he shows up. <laughs> so, um... We could advertise him, but then we'd have to change the card. Congrats at I Hate Prospects on becoming the new host of the 10 count. Can't wait. <laughs> Actually, I don't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> right the official name of the show is still the punch starting starting next week he's gonna be there and let's take out a few exclamation points and tweet (laughs) oh you mean mrp at the same exact (laughs) (laughs) so mrt what did you think of the paul Heyman promo that uh, Hulkamat shouldn't steal my jokes. <laughs> it, it says now for both of us. So we made that joke at the same time. Yeah, but mine shows up in the feed before. I can confirm that. And I know that I hit enter before you did because I heard you still talking. So um, I thought it was a great promo. One of the best he's done in a long time. The only flaw with it is I thought it got a little gimmicky when he was, uh, he was, you know, using some of Cena's catchphrases, except for what he said about the doctor of thugonomics. Uh, I think the, or the doctorate of thugonomics, whatever he said. I thought that was a very good line, but there was something else where he was using his catchphrases. And I think when he was talking about hustle, loyalty, and respect, where, you know, that, that was a, that was some weak material, but the rest of it was really good. The rest of it was really great. Almost as great as uh, Battleground. But, like, actually great, right? I'm sorry that I'm not a negative ninny like you who hated that show. It was uh, a really great promo, and, um, I mean, it. that was just... There are some great Heyman promos where it just feels like he's filling time, talking some words that sound really cool, but they don't fire you up to see a pay-per-view match. They don't, they don't like you know get you super excited. You just you're just really enjoying listening to a man talk. In this case, them were some fighting words. Oh yeah, I want to see this match. Mostly, yeah. I want to see Brock Lesnar kill John Cena. I don't want to see that. I want to see Brock Lesnar, WWE Champion. Cena would have to lose. Yep. Why do you want to see John Cena lose? I, I You're right. I, I, I have to be a part of the C-Nation. <sighs> Come on, John Cena. You can do it. I know it. I believe in you. All right. Well, you believe in John Cena. I believe that a long-held dream going back to WrestleHut 2000 has finally come true. We now have, or we may be very close to having on Raw, Kane in a mask and a heel stable of African Americans who are sick of the man holding them down. Listen, are any of them from Africa? Kofi is. Oh, Jesus. That's right. He is from Ghana. Which uh, is in West Africa. Ah. All right. So one one of them is African. Yes. God, I was gonna make a joke and call you a racist for using African American. Nope. I have ah, a question. What's up? Uh, the, uh, you, I didn't even let you finish. The new nation. 
The New Nation. The yes. New Nation is the first thing that popped into many people's heads as it was trending worldwide on Twitter, and everyone knows that that's a big deal. <laughs> but they didn't point it out, which I thought was interesting. Of course they didn't point it out. They don't want to be... Either they're you... saving their own reveal, or that's not the name. That's probably not the name. So, it's just... This this segment... I, I have a came... question about this segment. Wait, wait. No, no, no. This segment came out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> this is what happened to um, me when I was. How, wait, wait. How did it come out of nowhere? They foreshadowed it last night. Did they? They had Mickey yes. and Kofi work together. How did they foreshadow it? When did it happen? Kofi got knocked off the apron onto Big E, and Michael Cole said, "Big E is helping out his buddy Kofi." Yeah. Or or Kofi is getting a hand from his buddy Big E. Big E oh. and Kofi had been buddies for a couple of weeks. Okay, wait, but. That does not mean – Xavier Woods came out of nowhere. That's, this is what happened to me, and I, I want to spell out exactly how I saw it because I was wondering if my DVR glitched or something. Like Biggie and Kofi lost their tag match against Rybaxel, and they were in the ring, and then all of a sudden – with no entrance, no music, no shot of him walking or anything, just Xavier Woods is there talking. Yeah, he was, you, and he was, he was in like a brother love outfit. Yeah, he didn't come out. We didn't see him come out. I was convinced that my DVR just skipped fifteen seconds. Yeah, he was just there. He was just there in the ring in a white suit for no reason. And he was, I don't, I don't even know what he said. But he, he, he basically ba- said we have to stand up against the man and no, you know, don't smile, don't hug babies, don't kiss fat chicks, don't, you know, all that other stuff. And and um, you don't get anywhere yeah, if you play yeah. by the rules that society has. That's it. Society's left. holding us down. We don't take we don't accept what we're given. What we want, we take, you know, stuff like that. It was a pretty clear heel promo. Yeah, it was a very good. Hey, guys, I'm a heel now. Let's all turn heel promo. In which CC's first reaction was Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods heels. Well, <laughs> Xavier Woods heel. Kofi Kingston not going anywhere. Well, you know, I gotta say, at least, uh, at least they have a direction for. Well, no, they have no, they don't. Gimmick. At least uh, they're doing something with these guys, I guess. Kofi's been losing for years, though, and so and Woods hasn't. Won Woods, anything? Ever. Yeah, he hasn't won it. He won, um, he won Brodus Clay's music. He won Brodus Clay's music, but he did not win matches against Brodus Clay. That's true. Wait, didn't he win one? He might have won one, but it would have been with our truth distracting Brodus. Either way, uh, just kind of came out of nowhere. I don't know how I feel about this. The first thing, another one of the things I thought of was uh, TNA's faction with MVP. Bobby Lashley and Kenny King. It's like, huh, this is a bit timely. First thing I thought about was that article about how WWE is racist. So I wonder if they're like, you know what? Let's take this attention we got and let's turn it into an angle. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think these guys... Actually, my first thought was, hey, they foreshadowed this last night in the Battle Royal. (laughs) No, was it... They th- cheated. They didn't cheat. They and were... they were buddies. Kofi does this a lot. That It is fucking cheating for someone who is eliminated from a match 
to help another man stay in the match. That is cheating. He was on his shoulders. Mm. He wasn't going to throw him off. That's his experience. He put him back in the ring. He he put himself back in the ring. Biggie had to walk forward for him to get back to the apron. Well, maybe he was having a bit of trouble carrying him, and he stumbled this forward. This is even stupider than your argument that Battleground was a bad show. <laughs> it was a pretty bad show. <laughs> I don't know how long you're going to run with this. This is the last 30 seconds again. So wait, I'm going to ask you right now. the fact that Hulkamat here is the one arguing that Battleground was a bad show. Are you going to vote for Battleground as best show? Um, I don't know. I've got to see what the <laughs> year-end awards... Uh... If, the, if the year ended right now, would it be your show of the year? Uh, no, I, it would be ROH War of the Worlds. I see. What would be your second place? I don't know. I'd have to really think about it. But Battleground <laughs> could be in contention. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, but I, congratulations, Russell Hutt. It took seven years, but we're going to see a black faction that can't play by the rules of society and Kane's mask. I just want to steal this quote from Twitter. Why would, why would Russell Hutt be happy about this? PG-13 isn't involved. They're pushing the limits. It's okay. There was blood tonight. Like they actually planned and showed blood. Wait. Hey, cool. Neither of you got the reference. I did not. I'm sorry. Well, I knew there was a wrestler named PG-13. You you knew that there was a wrestler named PG-13. I feel I've made myself look stupid. Topic number six. Wrestler topic number eight. nine. Wait. Topic number nine. Nine. MRP, you lied to me. How did I lie to you? I thought it was topic number six. It's only been five topics so far. This is topic number six. I'm the guy with the sheet. I'm looking at it right now. What were the What were the topics up to this point? Battleground. Mm-hmm. G1 Climax predictions. Mm-hmm. G1 Climax night one reaction. The oh, best... wow. Those were two separate topics. Yes, yeah. they were. Wow. The best women's feud in forever. Stephanie McMahon is amazing. R.I.P. Cesaro. Paul Heyman is more amazing. Wrestle Hut's dream is realized. And now topic number nine. The so ha- half of our topics were raw. Yes. I I feel this like one fifth of our topics were the G1 Climax. A show watched by so few people. Actually, that... to this point, one quarter of our topics have been the G1 Climax. Yes, but I'm assuming we're going to ten. That's the plan. But you one don't know that topic of, number 10 isn't about the G1 Climax. One-fifth of our topics will be about the G1 Climax, a show watched by so few people they're being dropped by their iPay-Per-View provider. Yes. Brother, it's 12.45. We gotta, we gotta speed up topics. Fine. We can just fucking pretend that this has really been nine topics, even though in reality it has been... Barely half of that. Maybe we should stop. Topic the number nine. Count the wrestler of the week. <laughs> it's time for the wrestler of the week. And the wrestler of the week this week is the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. Mark Henry is my only proof that the WWE is not racist. What about Bobby Lashley? Why would that be proof? 
he had a main event on pay-per-view and he looks like a million dollars before Michael Hayes said the N-word to him. And he got... What pay-per-view did Bobby Lashley main event? And if you say December to dismember, I will hang up on you. Wasn't it that, didn't he have a main event against Cena for the title? He had a match against Cena for the Oh, was that not the that main event? Was, no, that was not the main event. That was at SummerSlam 2008. The main event of that show was Undertaker versus Edge, Hell in a Cell. That wasn't the SummerSlam main event. Wasn't it? That, that wasn't their match. Was it? I thought it was uh, SummerSlam 2008. Their match was, I think, two months earlier. I Maybe a month. sworn they threw Cena and Lashley together out of nowhere for SummerSlam. No, they no. Threw Batista and Cena together. Once. That's it. They threw <laughs> Batista and Cena together out of nowhere for SummerSlam because Batista because Cena know, and Lashley had been thrown together out of nowhere two months earlier. You're right. I'm sorry. I apologize. But was that a main event? No. No. What was the main event then? I don't remember. You're just convinced that it wasn't a main event. Yes. And now I'm going to look it up and prove that I'm right. John Cena. Topic number ten. <laughs> Bobby Bobby Lashley main evented WrestleMania. That's he, Bobby Lashley was in the most important match on the WrestleMania that made the most money. Sure. The main event. The I main was wrong. It was event. the main event. Ah. <laughs> I got the show wrong. I got the year wrong, and I got the fact that it wasn't the main event wrong. Uh-huh. So how, like how is Bobby Lashley continues? <laughs> How is Bobby Lashley evidence that WWE is not racist? They were trying to build him as a star. He is the biggest draw in the history of wrestling. Okay. It's like how The Rock isn't evidence that they're not racist. Because anyone would push The Rock, except maybe Vern Gagne. (laughs) What about Bischoff? Um, He would if Hogan didn't try and bury him. What if Hogan did bury him? Um, he'd probably push him a little bit. I don't think so. I think he would be Prince Iakea or whatever. He tried to push Prince Iakea. Prince Iakea was terrible. All odds, though. <laughs> do you think Do you think Hooventude would steal The Rock's gimmicks as he was trying to do them on WCW television? So anyway. <laughs> I mean, maybe this is why Buff Bagwell thought he was the next Rock. Maybe he thought his push... Or no, not the next Rock. Maybe that's why he thought he was going to be the Rock. That he was the Rock. Um, because that's how he thought the Rock was pushed. and Or that's how Bischoff told him he would push the Rock. But anyway, this topic is about Mark Henry. And Mark Henry is my best evidence that WWE does not discriminate push-wise against blacks. I because agree. For they... 10 <laughs> years <laughs> they off and on tried to push mark henry even though he sucked yep he sucked a lot he did kept trying to push him they didn't continuously push him because they'd get frustrated and like send him to ovw or bury him or give him a terrible comedy gimmick or something or he'd get hurt or he'd get hurt but you know they'd come back and then they'd they'd put him in a feud with kurt angle in a really, really bad battle royal on SmackDown where where Mark Henry was one of the last two people in the battle royal to win the title after Batista had to vacate it. And he picked Kurt Angle up for a press slam, standing towards the ropes, right next to the ropes. And to win this match, all he had to do was just throw Angle over the top rope. And if this were a shoot, there'd be no reason not to 
but because, you know, Mark Henry didn't think when he picked him up, he then had to turn around and then throw him into the middle of the ring because, you know. But, um, yeah, so that, that was a really bad feud. But, uh, you know, about 2008, <laughs> 2008, I guess, uh, Mark Henry started getting, uh, you know, pretty good. Uh, his ECW run, you know, it wasn't great, but he, he did some good stuff in there. Uh, you could he, tell he was very happy also. Yes, he was very happy. World's uh, happiest champion. And, and apparently Mark Henry's happiness is all that matters, and why not? Um, I'm all for a man being happy. Happiness is a, a very good thing. So, um, anyway, um, then he had that run uh, uh, on SmackDown where I was like, oh my god, they fucking did this on ECW. It was fine, but are they really going to do this again? It's not going to work. And then it worked. Worked really well, and it was really good. He beat uh, Randy Orton clean. I'll shut up now. Great. Um, and then, then last year, John Cena had the title, and they really, really fucked up the Mark Henry push, where they should have just done that right after WrestleMania instead of immediately going to Ryback. Would have made a lot more sense, but... Instead, they waited until after they'd just, like, killed whatever momentum he had. And he did that great, great promo. It drew really well. And it was a really good... Not a really good match. It was a good match. And so Mark Henry, in main event pushes against the right opponents, you are a very good wrestler, man. You're not you're not a you know an overall you know great worker or anything, but with the right push you can be entertaining and you look very happy. You seem like a very nice man. Uh, you're large. Um, you somehow have credibility, even though no one else on this roster has any credibility. And you spent ten years getting like terrible gimmicks and being bad, but you you have credibility because you're big. So don't let anyone tell you how vanilla midgets with beard should be pushed over you. And that's the wrestler of the week, Mark Henry, sponsored by Snickers. Have you guys looked at the card for this Great American Bash pay-per-view? It looks like a terrible show. No, because we're talking about the wrestler of the week. Mark we're talking Henry. about a great, great man. Pretty great. Very nice. Pretty great. I think he writes poems. At one point, I know maybe. he. I know he read a. I think he read a poem about Owen once. Yeah, he, he did. He wants Owen in the Hall of Fame, and uh, he's not alone. He is. And why does Owen Hart belong in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> How did he ever draw? He, he was good friends with Owen, and you think being good friends with Mark Henry is enough to get into the Hall of Fame? That's enough to get you in the Hall of Pain when he turns on you. <laughs> <laughs> Doop Duodenum asks us a question. Whoa. Whoa, is this a continuation of topic number nine? No. In oh. fact. What is this then? It is moving on to the next one, the topic number ten. Okay. Well, what's topic number ten? Is it about the G1? No. Oh. Huh. So you were right. 20%. Yeah. Do up Duodenum would like us to name five guys we would buy as WWE champion. Burger. Um, right now. Fries. 
I'll have um, extra and also, cheese on my burger with onions and pickles. I don't want cheese on my burger. I'm allergic to it. That's and also true. five, we don't see being champion in six months. I'll also have here. a fountain drink. I'm sorry, what was the question? Give me a quintet, a quintet of gentlemen <laughs> who you would buy as WWE champion right now. And also, name five, who you don't see being champion in six months to a year. I think the second one is easy. I'll just say Ryback, Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas, Diego, and Stardust. Or what Fernando. You, what do you mean? There was there was a few people who thought that. Actually, was... there's a better than decent chance that Stardust is either the Intercontinental or a tag team champion in six months. Fernando and Diego will never be champions. That is true. Camacho and Hunico. Camacho is unemployed. He doesn't count. Is he? Yes. Hunico and. Hunico doesn't exist anymore. He's Sin Cara. He's Sin Cara. Will not hold gold. I could see Sin Cara being tag team champion. Rosa yeah, Mendez. Right. Rosa Mendez. Not... Rosa Mendez is not a man. Oh. But um, Rosa Mendez Shadiqua. also will not be. Hey. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, that's that's your G1 pick. He made that joke. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who works at Five Guys Burgers and Fries. And... So five people you'd buy as WWE champion right now. Right now. Mark John, Henry. John Cena. Mark Henry. Mark Johnson, Henry, huh? Brock Lesnar. This was like the most horrendous thing on the show that I'm editing it out. Hey. I, 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 all those nasally and squeaky voices? No way. <laughs> okay, so here's my list. Brock Lesnar. Agreed. Daniel Bryan. If he was healthy, yes. Did the question say they have to be healthy? No. I thought it was just in the next six months. No. Now on guys you'd buy as WWE champion. And I don't believe Daniel Bryan is wrestling in six months. You don't think he's going to wrestle in six months? No. Well, then he's really fucked because that would mean he's getting that Kurt Angle surgery. Yeah. No, six months means he's getting the real surgery. The one that actually fixes people, not the Kurt Angle surgery. If he's wrestling in six months, that means he got the Kurt Angle surgery and is a time bomb. Whatever. uh, I meant he had the Kurt Angle injury, but anyway. um, um, So fine, let's strike him because apparently it's not allowed since (laughs) apparently you're you're the the, the guy says now. CM Punk, who said he would never, ever, 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 ever wrestle again today. He's retired. He can't be included because the fucking Goog apparently knows who, <laughs> what this guy wants when he asks his question. So, okay, so Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Uh, the Rock. Mark Henry. Mark Henry. I'd buy The Rock. Roman Reigns. You'd buy yeah. The Rock, but not Daniel Bryan. The Rock is Daniel Bryan can't wrestle. The Rock was listed as his career going until 2013 on one of those WWE DVDs, so he's so. retired, much like Sam Punk. Okay, so my five guys would be Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. Mark Henry, 
Roman Reigns. John Cena. John Cena is going to be the last guy on the list. My five guys would be Brock Lesnar, Mark Henry, Roman Reigns. Randy Orton. (laughs) (laughs) The Big Show. My five guys would be Brock Lesnar, Mark Henry, Roman Reigns, Triple H, and John Cena. Okay. My five guys are Brock Lesnar, Triple H, The Undertaker, The Rock. The Undertaker can't physically do anything right now. I don't care. If he shows you up, I'd buy him. Said Daniel wow. Bryan was allowed. Wow. Absolute. I'm just saying. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I. You know what? Hulkamat, edit off everything you say after this moment. The two of us are just going to have a conversation. <laughs> okay. If you'd buy if you'd buy Daniel Bryan, I accept that. I would not buy Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan is probably more physically capable of wrestling a match than the Undertaker. That is probably true. Go out there and ruin his neck while the Undertaker physically can't move. That is probably true. The magic of the streak is dead, and that's the only thing that filled his body with energy after CM Punk stole the urn. Yeah. <laughs> Given how bad you're, you're, you are at me about this, I can't imagine how mad you'll be when I say that my last guy is Shawn Michaels. You told Hulkamat he couldn't include The Rock. No, I didn't. The Rock never lost a career-threatening match. That's is that true? Yes, that is true. Because Mick Foley lost the pink slip on a pole match. And he beat Shawn McMahon in that cage fire. match. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. The Rock's career. I'd buy The Rock as champion right now. The Rock's career-ending match streak is the most valuable thing in wrestling that wasn't the Undertaker streak. Excuse me, sixteen and Bo. Bo listen, Dallas. Listen, lost. if you yeah, not only has he lost, but what about fucking Archibald Peck in ROH? The new streak. The new streak. <laughs> His name isn't Archibald Peck. What is it now? I don't even know what it is. <laughs> it has always been Artie Evans. Ah, oh, Artie Evans. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 does, is he still employed? He's just not on shows. They keep announcing him. <laughs> it's like this guy who has a streak lately. Well, they haven't really done any shows in the last month. That's, they did, that they did is true. This week, and I don't, I don't know if he was on them. I haven't read the results yet. I try not to read the results too often. Because Would you buy R.D. Evans as champion? Of WWE? Sure. <laughs> okay, there's a sixth guy. <laughs> Goog never finished his list. Yes, I did. <laughs> no, you did. Not, he's not allowed to talk. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Editing off everything he has to say. He is. Brock, that is true. I am doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Brock Lesnar, The Rock... Well, uh, anyway, Hulkamat, what's your list? Roman Reigns, The Undertaker, and Shawn Michaels. What's your list, uh, Hulkamat? Um, okay. You might want to, you know, edit in a little bit of dead air where you're cutting out his stuff just so (laughs) all the words aren't just running together. 
my what list up? is okay. It's Jeff Hardy, Triple Triple yeah. H. Yeah, he's a good choice. Triple good, H. Good choice. Steve Austin. Uh, I think that's a bad choice. You think it's a bad choice? He's a podcast host now. I'm sorry, Cole Cabana. Why would you want Colt Cabana to be WWE champion? I have no idea. They're losing $50 million. Okay. Funny right. don't make money. You're right. I'm sorry. Um. Okay. M- Mike Bennett? Why would you want Mike Bennett to be WWE World Heavyweight Champion? V- Matt Morgan? Um, what? These are men that Jim Cornette <laughs> was way behind. Mike Mondo? I'm pretty sure these are... Well, up until now, these were people that Jim Cornette admitted were mistakes. Oh, did he? I don't know. He's admitted a bunch of things were mistakes in OVW. Hmm. Maybe not Matt Morgan, but uh, I don't know. Maybe. He says a lot of stuff. I can't keep up with it. I'm not good at lists. Okay, go on to the second half of the show, The Goog, so I can repeat it, and then we can edit you off. Good evening, everybody. And No, I'm not doing that. Keep editing uh, the Goog off the show. I'm going to read the second half of the question. Okay. <laughs> also, name five guys you don't see being champion in six months to a year. And I thought we did that. <laughs> that would be everyone other than John Cena, Brock Lesnar, and Roman Reigns. And I guess uh, Seth Rollins. I agree. You agree? Okay, great. Good night, everybody. You were in rare form this show. <laughs> Come and take a journey.